it for those who are still ministering. You can stay. It's completely fine. But I just wanted to share a little bit about what happened the night that Corey was talking about. Um, so basically, every year at camp, we have these amazing encounters, and we feel the fire of God and the wind of God. But I felt like this year was a bit different. Of course, we saw those miraculous signs and wonders, but we also saw and felt just the comfort of the Holy Spirit and the blanket of peace that he provides. The pastor there said that this camp would have lasting fruit. It wouldn't just be fruit that would last a few weeks or a few years. It would last forever. And so on that service on Wednesday night, every single one of us just laid on the floor with our eyes closed and our hands out and just met him there. We heard the still, small voice of God, and we felt the comfort of the Holy Spirit and the love wrapped around our bodies. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is like a gentle whisper rather than a fire, and having him as a fire is completely fine. The Pentecost fire, that's totally fine. Having him healing people, that's amazing. But how often do you just go home and just lay there and look into the eyes of your Savior? My dad talks all the time about beholding the face of Jesus. I think it's harder to go home and lay by yourself and just be with him for hours than to jump around in service and raise your hands and give your all to him. I think it's harder to lay at home and just be with him. Do you actually know him? Do you actually know his heart? Do you know what makes him full of joy and what grieves him? Do you know what he looks like? Do you know the heart of your father? He longs for the close relationship with us. He wants to be with us. He wants to spend time with us. All we have to do, like Jude was saying, is open that door, reach our hands up, open ourselves, surrender. It's not a personality thing. I think a lot of times people think that it's a personality thing that you have to be always moving. You have to be onto different prayer topics. You have to stay active, but sometimes you just have to sit there and just listen. You might think that, oh wait, I'm an introvert, I'm shy. You can still jump around, but if you think, oh, I'm not an introvert, I'm an extrovert, I like to talk, I can't just sit there with Jesus. I can't just go on a journey with him. I can't just wait on the Holy Spirit. I can't sit still and do that. You can, it's not your personality. How often do you look into the eyes of your savior, the one who died on the cross for you and the one who resurrected again? We don't have to wait until we get to heaven to see his face and to feel his glory. We don't have to wait till then. We can feel that heaven on earth. That same peace and love that you receive by being in his presence is the same one that softens the hardened hearts and break down walls. Um, for the past few weeks, it's been on my family's heart for those who have hardened hearts. And a lot of times you can just tell by just looking at them that their heart is hardened towards God and hardened towards others. They won't accept him. They won't accept relationship. They won't accept the love from their father. And it breaks my heart because I know that what the father offers is better than anything that they're facing and any depression that they're going through. Um, I'm going to read the first section of John 15. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remained in his love. I have told you this, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. So in the beginning of this verse, it talks about my father being the gardener. And there's this song that Bethel and Upper Room sing called Tend. And it's about Jesus tending your heart, tending the soil of your heart, and pruning the things that are not of him. Um, the camp theme this year was restoring Eden. And for a while, I wrestled with that and asked God, what does this mean? I'm not sure how this can apply to my life right now. We've talked about Peter Lewis and back to the garden and all of that. But I believe that the great refiner is pruning people's hearts and tending the soil of people's hearts. And restoring Eden means restoring our hearts and our bodies to be like they were when they were created, which was the closest that we were to God. This is why that he has to tend our hearts now to be how they were when he created us. He created us to be in relationship with him, in line with him, alignment with him. And the farther that we go from him, the more he has to tend in our hearts and prune. Um, one of the nights at camp, we talked about walking across the stage and how he covers me and goes before me. And in Genesis 3, it talks about the father went before Adam and Eve and made clothes for them and covered them. He covered them in his blood. I want to look just like my father. Whatever he has to remove, I am willing to give him. But that willing to give him looks like surrender, opening your hearts, opening yourself to whatever he has to remove. And sometimes it doesn't feel comfortable. Sometimes it's not nice when he's removing things from your life that you don't feel like you need removed. Sometimes it's a passion, sometimes it's a hobby, sometimes it's a sport, whatever. And sometimes it's hard to let go of those things, but you have to know that whatever the Father has in store for you is way more important than anything on this earth. So now I want to experience, I know we have the pad on and I feel like it's really anointed. Um, if anyone would want to come to the front, because I just talked about looking into the eyes of the Father, I feel like we just need to sit for a while and just look into his eyes and feel his presence in us. So if that means sitting in your chair or coming up to the front and just sitting down, kneeling on the altar, whatever you feel, um, I just want you to open your hands and close your eyes. I'll give you a minute to move to where you ever need to be. And you can stay here however long you need to. If you need to leave and get your kids, you can. If you feel bored, then you can leave. But I feel that there's more in this service today. So we're just soaking in his presence right now. This may feel uncomfortable for some of you, but it's completely normal. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would come 
that you would wash over us like a blanket, that you would wrap your arms around us and let us feel your love. We know that you want that relationship with us, and right now I believe we are just spending time with you, looking into the eyes of our Savior, looking into the one who saved us. You created us, and then you saved us. You knew everything before we do it. I thank you that you're here and how you've already worked today. I pray that you will change these people's lives that came into this service and that it will reach others out of this service. I thank you for the lasting fruit that we're going to see from camp, from all these teens, and from the lasting fruit that we're going to see from this service. Amen.